Yeah. See what you gotta do is you gotta do a secret, non-secret. You know what I'm saying? You, you just gotta, so like, you just I, gotta have a conversation and then record it and then be like, hey, by the way, I'm I'm gonna put this on my podcast. Oh, so yeah. I realized like yeah. it's not that. So like I know that more people, right? Everybody has their own like following, no right. matter what you do. So I don't know who my fault. Fo- no, I take that back. I know my ten fans, right? Like right. I know them. I I can call them right now. Right. They don't all they don't all live here, so like doing things here is different than doing like a podcast or something. But I know it'd probably be a year before someone's actually like, oh, I've been listening. You know what I mean? Because right. when I post stuff now, people don't show up to stuff now, right? But somebody called me like two weeks later and be like, yo, bro, great show. Like, I saw the clips. Well, why didn't you just come out? Like, right. Why didn't you just show up? That's so much better to be there, you know? Right. Or there are somebody out, most of the so people out of town. I don't mind because you're out of town. You know, I'm like, yo, man, I heard you had a show. I hope it was great. Cool. But if you live within 270, and all I ever hear from you is, you know, good shows. Dope. Good yeah, shit, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, it should be on a podcast. They should, you should talk about, you know, like, just how to get your kids ready for school. Things <laughs> they don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Class clown. Everyone, welcome back to the latest episode of the Art Love Collective podcast. Uh, today, we have returning guest, uh, Paragon Designs, and we have... A, another guest, uh, Kirk Diggler. He's a new member of the Dallas at the Milo, which we're all chilling at right now. Um, and uh, y'all got an introduction to the conversation. But <laughs> so you don't have a podcast yourself, right, Kirk? But you, I, I do not. I but, do not. but you said you've been working towards one. I've been working. And you're an audiophile, or you're an audiophile. You're also now audio engineer. Um, along with having a lot of musical talent. Right. Yeah. You Capricorn, you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, double Capricorn today. Double Capricorns today, yes. Yeah. So I just have a lot of useful information that people don't think about, and I just want to share it with people so we can so we can stop hating each other for ridiculous reasons. Facts. You know, yeah. Like, we're all the same. We just go about things in different manners, Facts. and we just believe things in different ways. So if you can find a way to break it down to the simplest compound as Karis one would say then we can look at it a different way mm-hmm. so we were having a discussion about like things we don't prepare our kids for mm. and we were talking about the class clown yeah everyone has been in trouble either being the class clown or with the class clown <laughs> everyone in life <laughs> that's so funny everyone, that's an equalizer everyone, uh, class no clown has are, affected you no one everyone has been affected but why haven't we ever expressed that to our children like hey when you go to class tomorrow, don't talk to Tommy. Okay, right. Tommy is the class clown. Right. I know his father. He was the class oh, everyone clown. Everyone, stay away. Tommy. Everyone right. has a Tommy. Everyone has a Tommy. Everyone has a Tommy. So funny. I was Tommy though, so I was. A you class were Tommy. Clown. I was a class clown um, in in one school, and then we were talking earlier before this too, and I said I went to Catholic school. So when I went to Catholic school, there was too much work to be a clown. Mm-hmm. Like, there's too much work. <clears throat> there, like from when you start class to when you to recess, you are working. Are oh, you busy? As there you is know. no break. Oh, they, they knew what they was doing. They have it. So like they're like, there's a science fair coming up in two weeks, and I'm like, what is a science fair? And they're like, well, you have to do a book report, and then you have to present it, and then you have to have this list of things on it, and yeah. you have to use this to make it happen. So anytime you have free time, you should probably be Let doing this. Let me ask this. you this: Is there room for class clowning in the military? Yes. Oh, that's so hilarious. Hell You're yes. like in the military. Yes. Yeah. Catholic school. Yes. Don't even. You won't get. Well, you won't skirt. So I'm like the. That's so funny. I'm like the first generation of like lay teachers, which is just like a common person instead of a nun. Oh. So nuns can smack your hand. 
Yeah. Nuns can put you in a corner all day. Nuns had yeah. different rules, you know what I mean? Right. Nuns yeah. can, they can get busy because yeah. they work for God. Lay people <laughs> work for the principal, so it's not yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Miss um, Smith, she can't put her hands on you, you know what I mean? But she can give you extra work or she can send you home or expel you or whatever. She, she had legal stuff she could do. So it's a little different. Whew. The military, they can't put their hands on you, but they can just make you do dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't do anything really, but make me do an extra detail that I probably wasn't had to do anyway. anyway right. Ah, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Definitely worth it. So I, I can't, I, I don't know how to have a day without smiling. So the military is supposed to be real serious. Right. right. That's the obvious part. But if you like, so I'm, I'm from a bad. That's why I thought that the, there wasn't much. But I'm from a bad neighborhood, so. I'm from a, I'm from the south side of Columbus. So if someone is from Upper Arlington, Columbus, or Ohio, basically, yeah. If they're my drill sergeant, and they tell me oh, I'm from Upper Arlington, I can't I'm, take them I'm, seriously. I'm I can't take yeah, them. I can't up. take them yelling at me serious because I know that no one probably ever yelled at them. But yeah, this is right, something right. someone did it to them when they were in my position, and then someone trained them how to do it again, yeah. and now they're doing it. So that was a little different. And then God gave me a great drill sergeant. He was like my height, and he laughed all the time. So he would be laughing while yelling at me for laughing, which made me laugh more. <laughs> Man, we, I stayed in trouble. That's like Gordon Ramsay. Oh That's God. like Gordon Ramsay make like because he's hilarious. Yeah, but he's like he having shit. Kitchen. He's so fucking mad, and he, and he kind of disses you in this way. And then and one voice? of the servers like chuckles, like, "What the fuck what are, are you smiling at?" Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, just you can't stop fucking laughing. It's meta. That's oh my exactly, God. That's exactly I'm, how I'm it zonking was. out with the meta humor. And then he would like the way he explained things was just funny you know because i was a tanker so there's no women around yeah so there's there's like 90 guys in a building oh and we can talk we can say anything we want because there's there's no one there's no one to be like oh my god so there's there's just penis jokes all day long like the way we stand in line the way we stand in line is called net to butt (laughs) that is it that is the phrasing that's how tight they want you they oh. would. They're like basically. You oh should be. God. You should be kissing the person in front of you's neck. Oh, they should feel your breath on the nape of their neck. That's how close uh, you should be. Geez. So like, in, like four o'clock like in the morning, a... you're like, hey, what'd you dream about? You know. <laughs> how was your night? You know. Shit. So the jokes were, were different. The way they explained things were just totally different. You know? The way you're explaining Catholicism is like blowing my mind right I'm now. Just saying, it's just but... like that's what's ex- like a little insider look of what the daily ends up being there. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, so like, and I was raised like Baptist, so. Okay. So going to Catholic school. Was that a, quite a contrast? Yeah, it was definitely a contrast. Definitely a contrast. So for one thing, I didn't even, so like, in black churches, kids don't get to take communion. Like, it's not a thing, really. Oh, okay. It happens, hmm. but they normally just leave you in the basement to after, and then you just come up to the sanctuary right. and hug your parents and you go home. Hmm. So you never know why first Sunday is so long. You never even ask. Hmm. Unless you've been baptized or whatever, and then you're part of the ceremony. Okay. Catholics, they don't tell you what's going on. It's just an exercise. It's like, it's like the coolest religious track and field meet of all time. That's what mm. Catholic church is like. Right. You walk in, you stand, you sit, you stand, you sit, you kneel, you sit, you stand, <laughs> you kneel, you stand, you yeah. kneel, you stand, Damn. you walk up, you get the communion, you come back, God, you kneel, stand, spooky. kneel, stand, sit, kneel, stand, yeah. sit, kneel, kneel, stand, sit. And leave. Yeah. It's 45 minutes of that. Yeah. Like yeah. all day. <laughs> all, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Three times on Saturday. Three times on Sunday. Yeah. That's when you can go get your, your, your Jesus. Yeah. So, but religion class, that was the kicker. Yeah. So, Catholics, 
I don't know. So, uh, well, I guess you're growing up Buddha, right. you wouldn't even understand like the, you know, like the twelve steps of the crucifixion. You ever heard like this story? I um loosely. I don't know. I don't I think your, so. So, what, what, what's your family religion? One. Not necessarily you. Like, what's your family believe in? Girl, Baptist. Just, yeah. Okay. So you know about the crucifixion, but you didn't necessarily break it down into steps. No. Nah. You know what I mean? You know, you know he had a crown of thorns. You knew mm-hmm. he had carried the cross. You knew all of you know. You know. The guy helped him up, you know, Mary Magdalene got him down. You know, you know these things. Yeah. But the, so Catholics put them into actual steps. And if you don't know these steps, it's like the way it's formulated is like it's such a bad thing not to know. You know what I mean? So like it makes sense like nuns like smacking your wrist and stuff. You know, like you don't know this. And it's, it's like scary religion almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it was cool because I got to see both. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time. After I after I left, I like to think that I was like a new Christian. You know what I mean? So now I have both. Yeah, like, I understand both stories. I've heard like Catholics even have extra books in their Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some of the books are pretty they're pretty fly. I can't lie. It's a lot of somebody was really on their game that day. I don't know what they was doing. They had a good day. It's a book called Wisdom. And in the book of Wisdom, somebody's just walking around the desert, just dropping random knowledge that makes perfect sense at all times. <laughs> right. What? But it's, you know, I mean, it's only in their book. Why? It should be shared yeah. with everybody. So, um, yeah, so I use all the love. That's what I take from both religions, yeah. the love. I don't have time for necessarily all the rules. Right. Because at the end of the day, the rules you really don't matter. You can extract that. But if you really pay you attention. You have the ability to but here's the thing. extract but if you the read, But if you read the books, no matter what book it is, no matter what you've done or who's done it, there's a boomerang. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to love. So yeah, okay, we get it. You're a bad person. We burned your city down. You survived. Now what? You had love? Okay, cool. Now we have something new for you. Here's, yeah. here's a new blessing. Right. I, you know what I, mean? I feel like I'm a litmus test for a true Christian versus someone that is intimidated by my upbringing mm. and my philosophy of life. If, like, if you're not intimidated by me and you welcome and accept me as, yeah, like uh, a loving human of this earth, you know, like however you want to break that down in your own really religiosity. Uh, I've only recently gotten to know some Christians that I feel like really did accept me into their heaven, mm. if you will. Right. right to me, okay. it always like break down. It's like, am I allowed in your so, heaven, or am I, cool. am, I, am I not? Listen, cool. I, so I, <laughs> like, I, I believe that we're all gonna end up in the same place, and it, yeah. we're, and it's gonna be like the funniest joke of all time. It's I just think, a big joke. Cause I think it's I think if we think of it as a place, it's like limiting. I mean, we're increasing dimensions, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like once we leave this soul, which we're not gonna do until the of that life, you know, like what we can't fathom what it was like before here, but that's what it's gonna be like after here. Right. Apparently, right? And maybe, then maybe yeah, like no, world day, back in. Think about it. Into, one day, one day you just woke up, life. right? One day you just popped in here and you're just looking around like, what is this? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's so what happens. That's, basically, you go back to the that's same thing. Day one of the game. Yeah, but that, I mean, essentially, it should be the ending. We don't know, but we just we just know that's the point where we remember being the now. We don't know what happened before. We won't know what happens after. But to we me, know that some someone gave that us is this. the game, and I think ex- over explaining. Uh, I the way I see the Bible is this amazing um metaphysical spell book Mm -hmm. it's how you apply actual wisdom Mm -hmm. knowledge it's been translated in order to be preserved not to be reworded because it actually has value kind of like 
not kind of like gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could say whatever about other metals, and they have certain properties and stuff. But gold actually has gold a really actually... fucking good value to yeah, it. Right. Like you can use it for shit. I don't know conducting or whatever. Yeah, but that's to... what that's what the Bible is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's it's weird that one 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 or two or three books has caused so much riff in the world. You know what I mean? Like it's a book. <clears throat> it's a book. You read it. You take it for yeah. Well, what's with the book? Like. These words and these feelings that that you feel, whether you you know you you admit it or you don't admit it, whatever, it, it invokes a feeling from somewhere, and that feeling either either makes you feel worse or makes you feel better. And the object of the whole thing is really at the end of the day is to make everyone feel better. Right, exactly. Right. We're arguing about the same thing using different words and different mm-hmm. languages and, and different phrases, but it's the same thing. So the workshop I want to start, and I can't teach it because i'm not as well i'm not well versed enough is going to be called jesus contextualized okay i, I might have talked to maybe not either about some, it i know some i know some really it's a bible jesus study people. that that in the end it's not like a bible study kind of subsumes that the people participating at least culturally a bible study right not literally those words but like culturally that means it subsumes a subscription to that religion right right versus let's look at this book is it real or not well let's talk about that let's let's step outside of like the context of a church or amongst christians quote unquote and let's look at it like the way i did one thing i did a a a workshop on aa the 12 steps okay and it was called bill wilson loved acid uh a conversation on the 12 steps of you know aa meetings right and it was just like, no, let's just talk about it. Like, we're not going here like, hi, I'm Alan. And, I, you know, like, it's hi, it's not that. Hi, it's hi, it's like, hey, let's just fucking talk about it. I made vegan food, you know. It yeah. was an art love collective thing. So Jesus contextualized. It would be an amazing way, I feel like, a trauma healing way. Because at this point, there are people, and I've been there and I'm past it, but, like, that are traumatized by... Right. Religion. Religion. Yeah. Specifically Christianity was what I was I mean, going to say. Okay. I mean, when you think about a realistic... I mean, I'm just, like, isolating it because Muslim Islam, at least in Ohio Americana, for me, I don't know. It's got... It's like, we don't... Oof, it's weird, right? Because we're, we're accepting, like, so many, like, Muslim people in Ohio. and But, like, the biggest war in our lifetimes is, like, the Middle East... It's just kind of like, it gets into this, like, weird zone of things. Yeah. Um, but Christianity has a different effect. They've always been the colonizers. True. Like, literally. You true. know, like... Very true. And so, like, it's it's kind of this coming down from that. There's new births of that. Yeah, which the Baptist is even, which way is seems like... very fair, honestly. Like, the Southern Baptist way. I don't know. I think they're more accepting of... Based off Cat Williams movies, at least there's always a gay guy in the choir, you know. So, like, it's uh, like, you know so what I mean? You know, like, okay, so let's talk about that. Cause my my uncle was the gay guy in the choir. Sure. His whole life. Let's talk about that. The one thing they never said. Yeah. Hey, that's the gay, gay guy, guy in the, in the choir. choir. Right. Interesting. And, but it, it, no, it, it, it gets it gets deeper. My grandmother, I love her. Wonderful woman. She, never in her life did she ever. She's still alive, and she has never ever, out of her own two lips, said my son. Is a homosexual, and I love him. You see what I'm saying? Do you know what that would have done for my uncle's self-esteem just to... Because yeah. they were like, so when they were gay, as gay people, as more homosexual people moved into the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. 
And excuse me for anyone listening to this. This is my 95-year-old grandmother, and it's important that we tell the truth. You never want to stir away from the truth. This is not how I feel. This is what she said. So let me say, I quote, that way you don't sue me. She's like, oh, my God, look at all these gay people moving across the street. She probably said something. That's even better. We'll leave it at that. She might, I think she said something worse. We'll sure. leave it at that. Yeah. But my uncle is in the other room, and, you know, I can see the pain in his face. Like, mm-hmm. well, what about me? I'm here. And I remember one day I came home. I was in the army, and I just sat down with my uncle. And I said, hey, uncle, like, I know. He's like, you know what? He's like, I know. He's like, you know what? I know. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I know that, you know, you're homosexual. Like, I know. I've known my whole <laughs> life. Like, I don't know how to, you know, like, like, I just feel like we should, you know, as a man, we should have this talk because right. I feel like there's things Let's you want to talk about and you can't talk about them to me because we don't have that relationship. And I was right. like, that's kind of like, that's not fair. You that's should have sad. somebody right. to talk to. Right. Immediately started crying. Immediately had 10,000 stories to tell. And then he was like, well, how about this? The one thing we love is music. He was like, what if I take you through a musical journey while I tell my story? How about that? Mm. Cool. So he was like, well, go get this album. It's nice. this play this song so through that i learned about more music and i learned his story so now if i hear a song i said oh okay that's my uncle's song he was dancing with mike that one time that's cool that's a good story man. miss that guy you know what i mean no one else in my family could say that because no one else took the time took the time to even mm-hmm. just i mean we've all known it's not a secret but right. they've always treated it like it wasn't a thing you, you, you know what i mean i don't think you could really be in a family where someone isn't gay by uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. But unisexual, it, poly, but you know, something, something, the, something, before, some before like, before like 2000, it was like a really it's hard taboo. thing to talk about. It's taboo. It's swept under the rug. You know what I mean? Know. Like most black families still won't talk. We we Gosh. still. So like my kids, I have a daughter. She's bi. No one cares. No. I make it that way. Why? Who cares? I I'm not I'm not sleeping with my daughter. You're not sleeping with my daughter. My mother, no one in our family is, so why do we care who she's sleeping with? Why is it any of our business? I always wondered who why cares? people care what you do on Sundays who and who you go to bed with. Those things should not be like, and, and Now, if we're, if really, we're in a relationship, that should matter. That's but all, otherwise that's than a, that... Those two are the most private things ever. Your religion like, and that's your sex it. is but, like the uh, most private things. It's people, like, why people, the fuck do you care? People will ask you. Why isn't it everything judge else you. other than that? They'll yeah. share. They'll do all kinds of right. weird, mm-hmm. random stuff. Like, yeah. who cares? I have I never think, in my life walked up to another yeah. person and said, hey, I heard you're gay. Tell me. Is it true? I don't care. Right. If you want me to know, you'll tell me. And if you don't right. want me to know, I will never ask. I won't treat. I don't care. No. That's your life. That's if you're, Are you happy? Yeah. That's, That's all, all I matters. care about. Are you sick? Whatever you got, are you happy? Because if not, what can we do to get you exactly. happy? Have you tried this? Maybe you should try something different. I mean, that gets straight to the love that you're... But that's what I'm saying. But that's that's what we're missing in life. That's what we're missing. Mm -hmm. It's the application. It's the bottom line. But so like, but if when you talk, when you talk about things like this, this is how you end up. Something happens. You know what I mean? There's never been anyone in history to go like to national television, actually preach light or give love or speak love and not like get scandalized, murdered, Mm -hmm. assassinated. Never not happened. Us. Because they already understand if you get too much of a, anytime somebody gets that gathering with them that believes that because that's the real change, the government they gotta oh, shut it shit, down. This is not going. They gotta shut it down. This that's is a, we gotta find something. You, you gotta. Well, you know, in 1992, he gang with his cousins, right? You're like, exactly. Like, seven, like <laughs> that came. He was like, seven. What are you talking? <laughs> how? What are you talking about? Well, we got a picture, a photo of him and his four cousins, and they all have colors on. Instantly demonized. What? He's seven. So you're he, the seven-year-old? Come on, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the media doesn't care because oh, they're gonna see, they'll see the Crips, and then they'll see him, 
Oh, yeah, he was gangbanger. He yeah. had to be a gangbanger. Look at him. He's with them. Facts. They're together. They don't know. They could have just been the neighbors, you know? You don't, you right. don't know where I was even. You know? They just at the same place at the same time. He's just walking down the street yeah. trying to go to the corner store and get a I'm get saying, a I, said, I said live in Compton. Everybody was gangbangers. Like, Man. you know what I mean? But just because I lived in Compton didn't mean that people wouldn't want to hang out. My family's famous. Everybody loves my grandma. You know what I mean? My grandfather was a pimp for years, so people just, people just know him. Right. So, you know. And then my cousin's gangbang, so, you know, they're like, hey, who are you? I'm Mary's grandson. Oh, okay, well, what's up, little homie? Be careful out here. Don't go over there. Don't do that. You know, stay away from these dudes. Don't put your hands in the air. <laughs> you know, right. they give you life lessons. Yeah. Don't wear that color. You know, be smart. So. How would you say you transmutated that, like, upbringing, kind of like the cards that you're dealt? You know, because it's not about how deep your, your pit of pit of pity and pity of poverty well, i mean so okay it, it's 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 the phoenix right right it's, it's what come came from the horrible fire but what was the bird like so my childhood was amazing it wasn't my horrible fire was like the military my childhood should have been bad like on paper right it would sound horrible but it wasn't like, mm. not at all in reality i was in, Com- I was in compton of, in the mm. 80s i met easy like before <laughs> i knew easy before you did so think about that. I knew Easy E before you ever even knew his right. name. Of course. Because he was just Eric from around the corner. He wasn't. Yeah. He was nobody special. Wait, you were in California. I was, was in Compton. Yeah. I was in I just Compton. Yeah. yeah. So I, I lived in yeah. Compton from 1984, 1985 to 1989. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister used to date DJ, DJ Quick. My cousin hung out with a whole bunch of other rappers that ended up dying and stuff. So like, you know, that my childhood was cool. Yeah. My cousin got shot a couple times, so. Like he was shot at Tams, the place of Shady Knight went to jail. Mm. And he was shot for a rapper, I won't say his name, but he took some bullets for another rapper. So watching my cousin be drugged in the house, bleeding from his back at like five, that just changed my whole outlook on life right there. Like, wait a minute, like, like somebody shot around me? Like, Cause I know he's my cousin, he's funny. He's a funny guy, he tells stories and jokes and stuff, you know? Somebody shot him for what? Right. Because he had the wrong colors on That doesn't make no sense. Right, right. And then two weeks later, my auntie's house. Was that your first uh, awareness of that? Yes. Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, what I knew about, I knew, I understood the gangs already just because. Yeah. So we, we moved, okay, funny story. When we moved to Compton from Columbus, Ohio, my, we, we took a bus. So we caught a bus from Columbus, Ohio to St. Louis. We stayed there a day with my mother's uncle, Albert. I met him and all his kids and my cousins. Great time. And then we caught a bus from St. Louis to California. So we get off the bus station in Watts, California. My mother has on a hot red leather jumpsuit like like a and some leather and some boots to go with it. Yeah, I can imagine. I we think are, I've we seen are, we are, that we are in the middle. We are in the middle of like Crips, like like Hoover Crips. Like mm. yeah, like we're in the we're in the mm. hood hood. My grandfather's like, have you lost your motherfucker? Like have you lost your mind? Like you gotta change. So as a kid, I had a backpack that had all the colors in it. So my mother, when we went to different neighborhoods, she was like, hey, put your red shirt on, put your purple shirt on. You know what I mean? Right. So I was getting dressed based upon the color, the neighborhoods that we were entering. So if we were stopped, when someone looked in the car, they wouldn't shoot my mom or, or even shoot me, even though I was a kid, just because I had the wrong colors on, like on some initiation type stuff. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, essentially, I've always had PTSD. I just needed the military to oh, make me realize that, that I had PTSD. Yeah. Right. So it's not like so my childhood was great, but the things that happened around me still affected me. Mm-hmm. I was just 
I was resilient enough mm-hmm. before I even knew it to bounce back. Right, fast. So I was around older people and I listened to the older people tell their stories. So I heard real struggle. Like I'm like a, I'm two generations away from slavery. Mm-hmm. So I heard about my it grandfather. Wasn't far. I heard about my grandfather picking cotton. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he grew up on the plantation still. Damn. My grandmother grew up on the plantation. Her right. grandfather her father had had 79 kids, so there was a lot of people on the plantation. But they still picked cotton, you know what I mean? Even yeah. in the 1900s, that was their thing. So they went through the Depression. They went through the World Wars. They went through all these things. So when I came around in the 80s, when they would get together and, and drink coffee and, and tell stories and have cookouts, I just hung out with the old people to gather all the knowledge and, and figure out what was going on. And I would hear stories about a time where we could all get together. Yeah. When we could all, you know, hang out. And they'd be like... Yeah, it was separation and segregation, but I had lots of white friends. I had lots of Asian friends or whatever. We all hung out and rode skateboards and played baseball yeah. and, you know, as kids. Cause, there was always you know fuck I mean? the rules type people oh, right. at any generation. But like, some, 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 somewhere. Say. I associate with you because of these reasons. Well, because you don't. You're from well, I mean, person, whatever, whatever. Hate is typically taught. You know? Facts. You're born into a world. You don't know anything. Someone mm-hmm. teaches you things. Mm-hmm. Everything you learn mm-hmm. is yeah. taught to a certain degree. Right. At some point, well, no, everything you learn is taught because right. you got to learn it from somewhere. You can't yeah. just, you know, some things you figure out, but even figuring out is still being taught. You figure mm-hmm. it out while teaching yourself. Yeah. So if your great-grandfather hated a race, he's going to tell you, he's going to teach your grandfather to hate that race. Mm-hmm. Now, it's your grandfather's choice as, some, as an adult. Once ever he becomes an adult, he can start seeing the world for himself to make another choice. Do I still hate this race that hasn't probably done anything to me because my father hated him? Yeah. Or no, do, I, choice or do I teach point. my son something new? Well, it's like so, an alcoholic either breeds another alcoholic or someone that like hates mm-hmm. alcohol. Or hates alcohol. Right? Hey, guess mm-hmm. what? I drink. Like if, if you if you pour me a drink, I'll drink it. But essentially, right. I hate alcohol. Yeah. I come from. I come from. I've been there a lot. I come from like nine. Yeah, but I come from like many, nine generations uh, of alcohol. alcoholics. Yeah. So listen, literally, my 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 grandfather. It was. Yeah, it was it was him, his two brothers and his sister. Weed so is the great pivot point, I feel right. like. I think you so. can't, yeah, you stop can't smoke too much weed you know and saying? then get into yeah. alcohol. It's, you can't. it's like too it's too far in the other direction. Yeah, it's right? like it's not even they don't they don't yeah. balance each other out right. right. Like alcohol. I mean, makes no, you they, feel I mean like, there's a certain edge, right? There's a certain perfect edge that some people teater at. Yeah, like if like, you're partying, I could do both, but like on a day to day like alcohol, you like you know, like well Kurt's drunk today, he doesn't look well. Right. Oh, if I come in high as fuck, you like. Yeah, you just like Kirk. Oh, he's <laughs> telling. You're certainly telling a lot of jokes and hey, you got a whole lot of energy. And you know? stuff. Like, yeah, I be kicking it like. Whoa. <laughs> like your ankle don't hurt. What ankle? <laughs> right. Load. All right. No, cool. I mean creativity, romance, like kicking it, like smoking weed. It seems to be towards the thing that you want to do, like on a nice Sunday afternoon. Except you just. That's how you want to feel when you when you partake. Right. Alcohol, it's kind of like. I feel oh, like are you are you sure in the next three hours you'll be you, you can just like fucking yeah. sleep or no, veg out because if yeah. not, you, you know, or, or did you want to keep you know, going? Like, yeah, did you want to be yeah. the Red Bull drinking where it's like, Ooh, throw up. what's right next? Like, what's right. next in your day? Yeah, you really day? gotta make sure yeah, that things. You check on him, make sure he's straight. Yeah. 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 All right, y'all. Well, it's been great talking. Um, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everyone, thanks for listening. It's been Kirk Diggler, and we got Paragon Designs right here for the Art Love Collective podcast. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Peace. Peace.